This is Endless Reverberations. I'm Tree Mabry. October 11th, 2012. I stood there, a shaking freshman, facing the most terrifying academic situation a freshman could face. Public Speaking 101, my first speech. What is more, it was the first time that I had even been in the presence of my classmates, since my university had decided that a public speaking course was best taught primarily online. Sure, the class had had one icebreaker meeting a few weeks before this first speech, but I had not been able to muster up any desire to meet and chip at the ice. I was hesitantly looking forward to public speaking when I first signed up for the class. Speaking well in front of an audience was something that I struggled with, and I was really hoping that the class would be a valuable experience. This feeling of optimism survived the realization that my public speaking class would only be meeting four times. However, a brief glance into the disgustingly anemic textbook caused my optimism to falter, and I completely gave up all feelings of optimism when I saw that our first speech would be a formal speech. Our textbook's suggestions for such a speech included, pretend that you're accepting an award, or giving a toast, or commemorating something. These suggestions disgusted me. With all of the worthwhile things that we could give a speech about, why would we need to pretend at all? Weren't there already enough things in the world to inspire a speech? Without us having to waste our breaths commemorating a fantasy. I wanted to say something worth saying. And so I stood there, a shaking freshman. I was nervous, but more than that, I was defiant. And this feeling of defiance was responsible for the shaking. I had decided that if I was going to have to give a formal occasion speech, the only way that I could make it feel real was to commemorate something that had actually happened. And since I was giving my speech on October 11th, I should commemorate something that took place on October 11th. So I poured over the history books, searching for a historical event that took place on this day. As I began to search various October 11ths and the random events that they held, I began to see a pattern in the randomness. Destruction. Destruction. Chaos. Chaos. Death. Death. Battles fought people murdered, natural disasters. Everywhere I turned, the history was bleak. These events were real, and therefore worth commemorating, but I was fascinated with how negative most of them seemed to be. I began searching for a positive October 11th, a peaceful one, with peaceful events, and this search proved difficult for me. My search for a peaceful October 11th to commemorate was what I ultimately made my speech about. So in between people accepting make-believe Academy Awards and awards for worst car ever, I stood before my classmates and asked a question. It is a question that many would say has no answer. What I called the question of peace. The question is, how can we find that elusive quality that we call peace? My answer to this question was October the 11th. Well, I'm here to tell you that peace was found on this very day. Or so I claimed. October the 11th. 
let us commemorate this day and search through its past to see if we can find an answer to that question of peace. The search began in October, October the 11th, 2002. 2002. The peaceful clatter of 2,000 shoppers, including children gathering to watch a clown performance, was abruptly silenced by a bag full of homemade explosives and Petri Gert, a 19-year-old college student who was full of something that we will never understand, killing himself and six others in a shopping mall in Finland. As I felt my classmates grow uncomfortable, I was not ready to offer them any answers. There was no peace on that October the 11th. We will have to look elsewhere. The search continued on October, October the 11th, 1972, although I actually think it happened on the 12th, and in my self-righteous fervor to create a compelling speech, I got the date a little wrong. A massive race riot on the decks of the USS Kitty Hawk broke out. The result of men pushed past the breaking point during one of the longest deployments in US history. The sailors had just been informed that their deployment was to be extended even further, despite the fact that they had been scheduled to finally return home. Soldiers were dragged from their beds by their comrades and beaten with chains and metal pipes. These men could be kept from their homes, but not from the racial tensions persisting there. The Navy would like to forget that this war within a war ever took place. I shrugged aside the second bleak day of tragedy just like the first. When it is presented with the question of peace, it would rather not answer. Again, I offered my classmates no answers. For it too has no answer. And I once again proclaimed, there is no peace to be found on this October the 11th. We will have to search elsewhere. My search took me and my classmates further into the past, to October 11th, 1632 to the German state of Schleswig-Holstein, engulfed in the greatest flood in modern history. Destruction, 15 destruction, foot destruction. waves chaos. sunk two-thirds of the island. Death. Death. Chaos. Wiped out a whole dialect chaos. of the Fritzland language. Death. Death. Death is all I could see. And claimed 15,000 lives. The merciless waters of that night have washed away the memories of their victims. A memory that I didn't truthfully care about as I gave my speech. They have been forgotten. They were not even allowed to answer or attempt to answer the question of peace. Just destruction. Just pain. Chaos. Just death. death. But still no, no peace. peace. However, but I had there is one, one more, more October, October 11th up my sleeve. One with no death. No destruction. And no pain. Or chaos. A day without wars without riots. I proclaimed that there was one October the 11th where nothing, nothing terrible, terrible or tragic took place. place. In fact, nothing happened at all. Nothing but peace. The final salvific October 11th in my speech was October, October the 11th, 1582. This was finally the day of peace that I had discovered in my search for a historical day to commemorate. The day that made me decide what my speech was going to be about. A day that bombs, hate, and even nature could not touch. Because October the 11th, 1582, never happened. It was a day that was temporarily eliminated when the Catholic Church decided to shift certain days around 
and get rid of others in order to make Easter fall on what it felt was a more accurate day. So in the year 1582, there was no October the 11th. Finally, I had found my peace. There was no crime on the 11th. No destruction on the 11th. There was no sorrow on the 11th. No chaos on the 11th. There were no regrets on the 11th. No death on the 11th. Only peace. Utterly undisturbed peace. And so I came to the nihilistic conclusion of my speech. So what is the moral that we can learn from this non-existent day? What is the answer to peace? The answer to peace lies in the sad irony that the only day where it could truly flourish is a day that never was. And that is the October the 11th that we are here to commemorate. I was so proud of this speech when I gave it three years ago. Proud of its off-the-wall edginess and its ironic, apocalyptic aesthetic. It is embarrassing to me now. I've grown a lot in the past three years. I realize now that the difficulty I had finding peace in history books had nothing to do with the ability of peace to flourish. Instead, it had to do with how we record and retell history. As J.R.R. Tolkien puts it, It is a strange thing, but things that are good to have, and days that are good to spend, are soon told about, and not much to listen to. While things that are uncomfortable, palpitating, and even gruesome may make a good tale and take a good deal of telling anyway. However, I'm not sure I totally agree with Tolkien anymore. I believe that things that are good to have and days that are good to spend can be our greatest stories and should be shared. And in the end, this gloomy story of October 11th became one of those good things for me. The experience of my freshman speech stayed with me and along with my growing feeling of embarrassment has been a feeling of wonder. Searching through the past of October 11th had given me a glimpse into the powerful stories and themes that reverberate throughout time. The seed of inspiration was planted. A seed that has grown into what you are listening to. So I want to leave you with one final October 11th, one that I totally overlooked in the preparation of my speech, one that was only brought to my attention when I recounted my speech to my parents. Today marks its 30th anniversary. And yes, I promise that this final October 11th really does offer true peace, although you won't read about it in any history book. October 11th, 1985. Now, Mike, you don't mind if I video, you have, have the uh, wedding videoed for you tomorrow, do you? Oh, that sounds wonderful. All right. Don't, don't, don't get me cold my hair. You nervous? A little bit. You're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate having it on tape later. It's just that right at the moment it's painful. Yeah. I'm not very nervous. Endless Reverberations is an exploration of the stories that shape us. Tim, are you nervous? Yes. I've been, I've been shaking all day.
I want to explore stories of the so-called great events and figures of history, along with the stories that you and I experience every day. Because the themes of humanity reverberate through all of our stories. Is it true that you're really nervous? Who, me? Yes. No, I'm not nervous. <laughs> the cake could fall. Nobody could show up. That'd be good. Mike cannot show up. Storytelling is a communal activity, and I want to thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher, which is also where you can let me know what you think of the show so far with a rating, which really helps more than you can imagine. I want these reverberations to spread to as many people as possible. The best way for this to happen right now is through reviews, which can allow the show to find its way to more people. Another great way that you can help spread the reverberations is by telling a friend about the podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the presence of God and of this company to join this man and this woman in the bonds of sacred marriage. I am proud of the first three episodes of Endless Reverberations, and they're just the start. Do you, Michael, take this woman whose hand you hold to be your lawful and wedded companion? I've been working very hard on the next episode, which I think is going to be epic, and hopefully will be out in the next few weeks. You, Kimberly, take this man in hand you hold to be your lawful and ready king. You can learn more about the show at endlessreverberations.com, where there are links to the music used in this episode, as well as links to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the show's Facebook and Twitter accounts. You can see some great pictures on the show's Facebook page, including the first man to ever record his voice, the father of radio, and much, much more. You can also email the show at endlessreverberations at gmail.com, which is the best way to contact me. I do by virtue of the authority vested in me as a pronouncing husband. I would be honored and humbled to hear any personal stories that you would like to share. And maybe we can share your story together on a future episode. Until next time, remember, all stories reverberate if we listen.